Happy Monday. This is Jalan. Um, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to take a brief second to acknowledge two things. The first is that it's Memorial Day here in the States. And so I just want to say thank you to the servicemen and women and their families um, who paid the ultimate sacrifice for our freedoms. Um, I see you. I'm so grateful. I know my words could not begin to touch the level of sacrifice, but I'm grateful and you need to know that I'm grateful. So thank you for that, um, your service. Uh, The second thing is that this episode is actually airing a little bit ahead of schedule. It was supposed to air at the beginning of a month, which is why at the uh, beginning of the recording, I say, uh, this month we're talking about X, Y, and Z. Your girl knows it's still May, even though, you know, social distancing, stay-at-home orders, we have no idea what day it is usually. I know we're still in May. Um, And I just wanted to acknowledge that, give you a heads up. We just had some scheduling issues when it came to the interview. And so instead of giving you a late episode, we just pushed this one forward and kept it moving. So you'll hear that, but it doesn't impact the content. It's really good. I'm as always excited, but it's good stuff. And so without further ado, now that you have your heads up about that and won't be judging me, let's hop into the episode. Hey guys, this is the Walking Well podcast. I'm your host, Jalon Martz. Um, It's season four and we are talking this month about mental health because y'all know me, I really enjoy talking about the things that we don't always talk about in faith spaces, but absolutely need to be talking about in faith spaces. So this month we're spending some time talking in depth about a lot of different pieces of mental health, but we're going to start off with this amazing woman. And I can say she's amazing because I've tasted the fruit off her life personally. Um, Her name is Alexis Thomas, and she's a therapist. And so we're just going to get into a little bit about, you know, how biblical is is therapy? What should you be looking for and all that good stuff? So um, buckle up. It's sure to be good. So without further ado, Alexis, could you tell us a little bit about who you are, your credentials and what you do? Awesome. Awesome. Hello, everyone. My name is Alexis Thomas. I am a licensed mental health counselor located in the state of Florida. I am also a licensed professional counselor in the state of Georgia. Um, So I'm like dual licensed so I can see if in Georgia or Florida. This is awesome. I'm currently working as a military counselor in the school system. So I counsel kids whose parents are active duty military, just provide that extra support for them, um, be it if their parents deployed or returning home from deployment, school issues and all that good stuff. I also have a private practice um, with my business partner, Angela Malone, and called Innovation Counseling Center, where I do individual couples and family counseling. Uh, I've been doing that for going on three years now, and I'm also on Talkspace. I'm an online Talkspace counselor, and I've been doing that for a year and a half now. So I just provide support across the field from school to adulthood. <laughs> That's my my gauntlet of expertise. And I've also have 10 years background in substance abuse. So you got your hands in like all the mental health. (laughs) All of it. Wherever you need mental health assistance, I'm here. (laughs) You got kids. I got got kids. You got adults. I could talk to adults too. Uh, So yeah, I got my finger in a little and a lot of everything. I'm also, yeah, got a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I do a lot. Stuff. Yeah, not bad. I mean, that's kind of like the therapist life. You got like gigs, right? <laughs> right, like it's gigs, like multiple streams of income. Yes, yes, that's the <laughs> only way we do this. That's the only way we can make life work sometimes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, so hopping right in, like, how biblical is therapy? Like, as a Christian, is that something that you should really like? Is it a crutch? Should you like be able to like do life without therapy? Like. 
I think everyone <laughs> can use a therapist, right? Everyone can use someone, an outside perspective that is um, non-judgmental, biased bias outlook on what's going on in your life. Um, I was actually, when you gave me the question, I was like, let me get my Christian um, counseling through your Bible handbook. And for those people who need scripture references, because, you know, we got some of us Christians, we need scripture. Ha, we need biblical proof. <laughs> Uh, right. And one of my and that's one of the things in here that just always stood out to me was we are called by God not only to carry each other's burdens, but also to encourage one another and build each other up. I mean, that's Galatians 6, 2 and 1 Thessalonians 5, 11. So I believe counseling is biblical because we're called to help. Like everyone's given a talent. Everyone's given a purpose, a job, a passion. And people are called to teach, preach. Um, encourage, counsel, like, and so part of being a therapist, on one hand, you're building someone up in their brokenness. Um, a lot of times it's through your own brokenness, you build others because you've go through the experience, you've pushed through, you've allowed, I like I've gone through so many different experiences. I pushed through and I've allowed God just use me as a willing vessel to see other people's brokenness and say, Hey, you don't have to stay in this. Let me help. Let me help you on this journey out of it. So a lot of times, um, just the biblical aspect of counseling is in the, is there. Right. We're called to encourage. We're called to build up. We're called to support. Um, so counseling to me, I'm sure people will, someone could say it's not, but I truly believe it is completely biblical. Love it. Yes. I'm a therapist. So I'm biased. But <laughs> <laughs> just for the people back home, you know, that might feel some type of way. Like way. But it's just there's so many references in the Bible to being the, like being the encourager Like when you encourage someone. That's part of counseling. Um, when you listen to someone's problems and they just need a space to not just want you to tell them what to do, but a space just to get it all out. That's part of counseling. So there's so many different aspects of it. But at the end of it is just um, we relay the truth of the word in biblical counseling, the truth of the word. Um, and we give wise counsel and provide someone the space to grow. Love it. Um so if we've already, okay, so if we can accept like, all right, counseling is biblical. How do you know when therapy might be a good next step for you? Um, everyone's journey is different. So it could be if you're just finding that you're feeling stagnant or stuck in life. Um, it could be when you find that nothing makes you happy and you have everything like you had, you could check all the boxes in your life, like job, family, friends, check, 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 check. But then you can't look in the mirror and say, I love you or I'm happy or I feel good or, or those different things. So everyone's experience is different. But I truly know, like for me, when I started counseling, when I was in my 20s, it was just that transition of life, like going from childhood to adulthood, self-esteem, um, trying to figure out my direction in life and just needing that extra support um, because friends and family are great. They'll pray for you. They encourage you. But a lot of times they'll just say what what they want you to hear. And sometimes you need someone to say, hey, I need someone to say, hey, Alexis, cut it out. Like you got to look at this is some of this stuff you got to work on change for yourself. So I think it's just everyone's journey. It's different in regards to counseling. But when you have to check like mm, if I'm not feeling happy or if I'm 
my moods, my mood is all over the place or different things are happening and I just feel nothing at all. Like I think at some point we all need that extra support and extra care. Okay. Throwing you just a slight curveball. Do you uh, like feel yeah, yeah. do you think that there as a believer there should be a preference over like just getting a secular counselor versus someone who's biblical? Can a secular counselor counsel someone who's a faith person? What's yes. your take? Um, I believe that you can when it comes to finding a therapist, you have to find one that works best for you. Um, in the space of there's some Christian counselors. Like I've had clients come to me. Um, that went to a quote on not a quote unquote Christian counselor, but <laughs> that went to a Christian counselor and it was a very bad experience and they felt shamed by the counselor. Um, and so that kind of pushed him away from who God was. So, and then I've had some people that are very strong faith believers and they've gone to sexual secular, <laughs> secular counselors and gain insight from them. Um, for me, I found that I get a mixture of clients who are Christian and who are uh, secular and they, and that just gear my counsel towards that person. Um, hope that answered the question. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> um, Cause I think sometimes we think, I mean, it, it sounds sort of like when you read books almost like, oh, well, mm-hmm. can you get something from a person that's not a person of faith when you're reading, you know, a book by them? Well, of course you can, cause there's just like natural wisdom in the earth. And so, mm-hmm. um, you mentioned like finding a counselor that works for you. So what does a good counselor do? Like, how should you kind of, what are some things to look for in a good counselor? Um, a good counselor, I think when you really, it's kind of like the interview process, what I've noticed, like you go in and. I've had, I can only speak from my own experience. So I had clients that come in, they just really connect with me off base and it's full life story. Like, boom, here you go. Let's figure this out. I've had clients that had to warm up to me. Like, I don't know who this lady is. Like, why is she? I'm only here because such and such made me come or I had to come. I got court ordered or my family told, gave me an ultimatum or my wife or my kids or kids come and they're like, my mom make me, makes making me come here. So I got to see what this lady is about. And there's some people that you can just, when you get there, if they're not hearing what you're saying. So if you go to the therapist and they're just giving you what you need to do, like you need to go do a bam, 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 bam but they're not listening to what your problem is, that to me is a big, a major red flag. Like if I come to you and I want to talk about my anxiety and you tell me like, okay, you don't need to worry about that. You should just do this, this, and this, and you'll be fine. That's not a realistic expectation of what counseling or a therapy is. A therapist is not to tell you what you need to do, is to help you identify, okay, what are some different coping ideas or different things you can do for yourself in order to work through whatever your issue is. Nice. Okay. So it sounds like you really need to find someone that's a good fit and it's validating um, mm-hmm. when you're, because I, you know, therapists <laughs> should be good at listening. Sometimes yeah. they're not. <laughs> Sometimes we're not the best at certain things. So um, finding someone that'll validate in here and, and help you help yourself really. Right. It's all about, and it really is listening, like not listening to respond, but someone who is listening to listen. Um, Because a lot of times what I've seen is a lot of people don't even want you to give your input per se. They really just want a space to get everything out so they can process it through without someone jumping in and saying, "Mm, you should have did this. Mm, If I was you, I would have did that. 
mm, you should do X, Y, and Z. Like some, a lot of times people just need a space to say, hey, this is what I got in front of me. This is on my table. And I just need room to maneuver and figure out what's the, pl- what's the best plan of action for me. And I need, I'm going to utilize this space that you give me because a lot of times, even some, t- some therapy is not even just about the talking, but it's about your, your nonverbal, like how are you making eye contact? Are you uh, making the person feel welcome and safe in a space? Um, whatever, wherever you're at, be it, cause I've done virtual counseling and making virtual counseling, the space be sacred and, um, beneficial and therapeutic for the person involved. I've had plenty of clients tell me on Talkspace saying, hey, I've never even, I haven't met you, <laughs> like never met you in person, but just being here, I know that this, this that you really care and that you're here. So active listening, caring, providing that space is so important. And if that, if your therapist doesn't provide that, move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> move on. Like don't stay in a, in a quote unquote unhealthy relationship just because well, I said I was going to give this therapy a shot, so I'm just going to stick with this one. No, it's okay. Pray about it. And then identify, okay, what's working for you and what's not working. Yeah. And I love that you've empowered people to to do that, to not be stuck in, like, I don't really feel my therapist, but I'm going to be here. And it's like, no, you don't have to. No, because I've had, I mean, I've had a few clients. I was like, you know what? I don't think there's nothing I can provide for you in this space. So let's find something better. Let's let's connect. I've given out referrals. I've, you know, encouraged clients to say, hey, you know what? This is, I'm not, what I'm saying is not connecting, but you're saying we're not, on, we're not connecting here. And I want what's best for you at the end of the day. This is not about me. The end of the day is not about your therapist. It's not about me as a therapist. It's about you getting what you need. So if I'm not able to provide you what you need, I'm going to give you referrals and help you find what's best. And your therapist should, if you come to your therapist and saying, hey, I don't feel like X, Y, and Z, a lot of times they'll be like, hey, what part of it do we need to work on? Like first hit that part. And if that's not working, then it's like, okay, let's find you the best fit. Because at the end of it, you, the client, the person that comes in for therapy is the most important, por- the most important person in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've mentioned like kind of just in talking some red flags. Are there any others as far as like someone not listening, then kind of like responding without hearing you out, not giving you the space? Um, any other red flags that you could kind of tell people to look out for when they're looking for a therapist? I just mm, probably I was just thinking like the the real like. Being like someone who's condescending, if you feel like they're being condescending towards you, if they feel like they don't respect your your beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. Like they don't respect your your beliefs as a Christian. Um, hmm, those are just the ones that pops in my mind right mm-hmm. now. Okay, but that respect, especially respecting your beliefs, because I've had clients that t- have come to me and say, "Hey, I'm not a Christian. I would appreciate it if you don't do." If you don't bring up God in the session, I'm like, all right, cool. Got you. I respect your space. But if I'm constantly bringing up and pushing on and you're not comfortable with that, that's a red flag. So part of that too. Got it. That's good. That's really good for both sides. Yeah. For both sides. Um, okay. So kind of drilling down a little bit, because most of my audience is female. So, yeah, here we are. Um, Yeah, we're pro woman all day long. Um, So like, how can women be better about like, 
and this is a fun phrase, mental and emotional health, like hygiene, staying mm-hmm. like healthy emotionally and mentally. I think one of the keys is just to identify, okay, a lot of times we as women, I myself am guilty of this, is put on the cape of super womanhood, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to get all these things done and blah, blah, blah. And all like we have, all, we have great and powerful intentions. Like we take care of family. We do all these different things. Um, but at the end of it, if our cup is half empty, half full, and we're pouring out of a cup, but we're not pouring into ourselves, we can't grow. Mm. Um, so a lot of times for women, sometimes it's, it's, it's taking as simple as saying, you know what? 15 minutes in the morning, I'm going to work out, do some yoga, do some Pilates, journal, listen to my favorite music, read a chapter from my favorite book. Like sometimes it's finding those small things, getting a start in the Zen garden or, you know, like a, a mindfulness, giving gratitudes going on my, on my mirror in the bathroom, reminding myself my importance. Because a lot of times we can pour so much into other people that when it comes to our own personal hygiene, it's taking that, that self-care time. And for some people, self-care is going for a walk. For some people, self-care is calling your therapist. For some people, self-care is journaling or drawing or picking up a hobby you haven't picking up you haven't picking up in a while. And for some people, it's um, doing some work, some inner work, some looking at some issues. So I think as long as we have to really take our own self check and, and identify those red flags or things going on in our lives that we haven't touched on, and even looking at okay, how do I start to better for myself? Like you talked about hygiene and, and self care. What do I need to do? Has has it been like I I used to draw and color and paint and I haven't done that in months or years. The last time I journaled was 2002, right? So and I used to love to journal. Um, the last time I read my favorite author was three years ago. Whatever is identifying those small things to start to just look at what's important and what needs to be important for ourselves. We can't pour out if we're not pouring into. Mm. You bring up a really good point because I do think, you know, you talk um, about women putting on the cape to be everything to everyone. And I think that's definitely a, a, a pitfall of womanhood sometimes that leads to some serious mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, how how do you because I think sometimes women get to like their 30s or their 40s and then it's like, oh, wait, you know, I haven't been living or I hate my life. How do how can you kind of hedge that as far as like not hitting the point of burnout and hating where you are and how you've you know, gotten people addicted to needing you. Yeah. So for myself, I am, I'll be 35 in May, right? Mm-hmm. So I was working in a substance use treatment center three years ago. And I, it got to the point where every time I pulled into the parking lot, I would have a mental breakdown. I mean, like, I don't want to get out of this car. I hate it here. This is horrible. Ugh. Like, it was like a 20-minute pep talk just to get inside, to get inside, to do groups and be in groups like, I don't even care. Like, I don't even care Um, to just going before God and saying, all right, God, I need help because you've called me to do 
X, Y, and Z. Like, I know I've been called to be a counselor. I know I've been led here, but this is draining. Like, I don't, <laughs> like, this is too much. Um, and I just got to the point where I left the job I was at and I was making really good money. <laughs> you know, money would be our big, just be honest, like, we like money. Who doesn't like money to pay some bills? But I left it and I went to a, a job that was paying me less than, but it was providing me with, uh, it was providing me with something that I needed. It was working with kids. It was still allowing me to counsel in my private, but it just gave me more freedom. I think a lot of times we have to look at what are the red flags in our lives. Like my red flags leading up was I knew two years before I need to leave the job I was at. I, like I knew it, mm. but I stayed because X, Y, and Z. So I think a lot of women can look and say, "I we know before the burnout happens, we know there's red flags in relationships. Like this relationship is not going the direction I need to go, but I'm just going to make it work because da 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 da. This friendship, even friendships, this friendship, I've had this, this might have been my homegirl for X amount of years, da 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 da. But they're not providing or anything in our lives that we gotta let it go mm. right so sometimes a lot of times when it comes to that burnout space is saying we we see the red flags we know it's there it's making those those sometimes it's walking in that fear of i don't know what to expect but i gotta do something different because if not i'm gonna look up that was me i'm gonna look up when i hit late 30s early 40s and say i don't know what i did with my life mm. I don't know. All I've been doing is 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 this when actually I want to do all these other different things. So I think a lot of times for women in that burnout spaces, we have to look at those. Everyone's red flags are different, but we know what they are. So we have to have that honest self-reflection and say, hey, you know what? This really isn't going the direction that I can see what the outcome could be if I keep on this path. All right, God, show me. What do I need to do to change? That's where that prayer, that's where that asking for God, that's that, that crying out to God. And sometimes is God is telling you, you might need to go see a therapist or go seek counsel so you can look at, okay, what's underneath all of this? Mm. Because there's a lot of things we take from our childhood. Mm. And I think what um, <laughs> Pastor, my, one of our pastors used to say, like, our father's house, mm -hmm. we take that and it comes into our adulthood and we don't even realize why we act or respond a certain way because we haven't dealt with things from our childhood or from what our experiences growing up or from stuff that happened a year ago mm. we haven't dealt with. And now in our adulthood, we're like, I don't know why I feel burned out. I don't know why all these things aren't, I have all these check marks, but I'm not happy. It's because there's things from our father's house, from our childhood, from our past that we haven't dealt with. And we're so good at stuffing and stacking and avoiding. Mm. I say this because I'm the queen of, I'm the, I on. was, Come sometimes on. I still am well. the queen of, <laughs> I'm just going, I ain't going to look at that. Mm -hmm. I ain't finna address that right now. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's having that aha, okay, God, whew. all right, I surrender because this ain't working. I tried it on my own. I picked it up off the altar when I said I was going to leave it there. So I need some help to help me lay it down. And a lot of times that help is going to seeking counsel therapy, whatever you need to move forward in the direction you want to go. Mm. 
Mm. Why did you need to go? So good. <laughs> so that was, yeah, that, there was a lot there. So y'all gonna have to come back and listen to it because it was good. I was like, well, I need all this on tape, girl, because that was good. Okay, <laughs> I can hear you. Listen, you were preaching. I felt it. I felt it. I was like, "Oh, we coming for me? It's fine. It's okay." (laughs) Look, God be doing that to me. Tell, okay, God, talking to. I'm talking to my client, but you talking to me. I hear you. Yep, Mm -hmm. I hear you, Father. Got it. (laughs) Okay, so say that woman is she's on her way to burnout, or she wakes up and she's burnout, and we're like, "Hey, we need to get some therapy." Um. What, how does she even kind of come into the room in a way that she's getting the most out of her therapeutic experience? First, I just want to encourage people that, so I know a lot of people say I, I can't afford therapy. Mm-hmm. That is false because a lot of jobs, you'll be amazed at a lot of jobs even provide em- employee assistant programs, EAP, where you get free counseling. You don't even know that you're, that is in your like you don't even know it's there. Benefits package, yeah. <laughs> it's in the package. So it's like first calling the HR, getting EAP number, figuring that out, or looking online. There's psychology today. There's good Christian therapy network, American Christian Counseling Association. There's different networks you can go online to look for a therapist. My favorite, I'm on psychology today. So my favorite is that one because it's just a great place to look. But you go in and you're just tell your therapist, hey, you know what? This is my first time doing this. Uh, I don't know how these things work, but I just know that I need some support. I need to figure some things out. And I, I just encourage people to go in there with an open mind um, and a willingness to talk. Right. And a willingness to put things out there and a willingness to receive. Hmm. Right. So I think when you go into your first counseling session, um, I have my clients fill out a intake um, form just so I can know a little bit about what's going on. And then the first session, I'm like, hey, every therapist is different. So for me, it's like, hey, welcome. This is a safe space. I just want you to know that off rip. This is a safe space. I want you to be able to share whatever you need to share. Um, And let's see what comes up. And then afterwards, we'll figure out, you know, what direction to go in. So a lot of times, if this is your first time going to therapy, I just encourage you to go in with an open, open space to say, all right, guys, show me. Let me get out what needs to be said in this first place. Um, Let me see if this is someone I can want to connect with and research, research a counselor that a lot of counselors have web pages, blogs, um, different things you can look at just to get a feel for, for what the kind of person you're talking to. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Okay. So last thing, are there any sort of like resources, content, podcasts, tips, tricks, anything that you would want to give to the listeners as they're maybe starting the therapy journey um, they realize they need therapy, but maybe can't afford it, quote unquote, or, you know, aren't ready to take that first step. Is there anything that you would suggest to them resource wise? Oh, there's so many um, podcasts like this, like just utilizing podcasts like this. Um, I'm actually starting my own podcast. So it's just like finding different, like if you like podcasts, look for podcasts. If you like blogs, Google like mental health um blogs if you like there's a bunch of youtube videos and con- like you said contacting your hr and figuring out if you have eap a lot of times your eap will give you a list of providers and they approve from google 
Google your therapist. Like if your EAP gives you like, okay, you have two people to choose from, Alexis Thomas and Nancy Drew, right? So you Google, <laughs> I like this, and you Google Nancy, you figure out, okay, this is what's going on. Let's see what's out there. Um, there's, I mean, there's so many different resources out there. You just have to identify what what, what you what do you need. Mm. Um, but I definitely recommend utilizing psychologytoday.com um, because it does give you a wide range of therapists. Um, it gives you ways to like filter in what are you looking for, like a Christian therapist, a male, female, African American, white, Indian. Like it, it gives you the the place to, to choose what works best for you. Um, everyone, you know what you like, right? So you already know if you have your own inner, and there's nothing against it, your own inner things. Like I don't want to go to a man therapist if I've been dealing with past sexual trauma. Or things of that nature. I don't want to go see X, Y, and Z if this is what's going on with me. Like, don't, you know what you need. Uh, And then research and look and see what works best for you. That's good. Okay, so how can people connect with you? How can they, you know, get connected? And Uh, if you have space and if you're accepting clients, please tell people how to connect with you that way too. Awesome. Well, yes, I have space. Because we is in this new day and age, I am all telehealth. Virtual therapy is my new best friend. Um, so you can find me. You can check out my website. My website at icctransform.com. That's Innovation Counseling Center website with me, Angela Malone. Uh, you can see my whole little spill pictures and all that good stuff. I am starting a podcast called Head to Heart. And that's going to be coming at the end of April. We are recording now. I am also on Talkspace.com. I believe you just put in my name, Alexis Thomas, Florida. And that will pull up how you connect on Talkspace. There's different packages. You can utilize texting, audio, video messaging. Talkspace is pretty awesome. Um, And then you can also find me on Psychology Today. And Facebook, Facebook, the Facebook page is Innovation Counseling Center. So you can find me on all those different outlets. Um, and then if you're looking for another therapist, just like I said, Psychology Day is a great reference. Contact your HR for your EAP provider and see who's in your network and your insurance as well. Your insurance also covers uh, mental health. A lot of insurance providers cover mental health as well. So if you contact your insurance provider, they'll have a list of therapists in their network that they cover as well. You might have a copay, a small copay, um, but a lot of therapists, even if you don't have insurance, will work on a sliding scale to work with you. Like, so if a therapist fee is $60, but you're saying, mm, that's not to pay at one time, you can be like, I'll pay $30 up front, $30, you know, like you can break it up. So a lot of therapists help and work with you on a sliding scale as well. But that is my spiel. And that was awesome. Yeah, this is great. Yay! I'm so <laughs> glad. I'm super excited. I told you before we hit record that I'm really excited to have like these conversations and just to give people a starting point, because I do think like, you know, right now, we you know, are recording during COVID-19 and quarantine. And so mental health is super important. And I think, you know, when there's a lot to distract us with, we can kind of sometimes get away with not paying attention and not taking care of our mental health. Um, but in times where all you've got is time, right. you realize what's what. Um, oh, so. I have one more, one more um, resource. Yeah, yeah. I am on the board of directors for Stronger Than Stigma. And that is a group that in Jacksonville, we did the living room 
last year where the month of May, we did different mental health awareness for millennials and mental health, right? So it's like millennials, mental health awareness, there's different coming up since everything is virtual, we're going to do different like pop-ups and um, bringing awareness in that way and providing people a safe space to just connect virtually with other people. So that is Stronger Than Stigma. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram under that name. And it's millennials, mental health, um, all cultures, all ethnicities, ethnicities. Can I say that right? <laughs> Maybe. We'll, we'll go with it. We'll go with it. <laughs> we'll go with it. Um, and uh, it's just a space to provide people to have that connection, to know they're not alone, especially in this COVID-19 that we're going through. Right. <laughs> that we're going through. <laughs> Jesus be offense. Um, all right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I am so excited just for this conversation and the conversations that we'll have after. Um, so make sure that you stay plugged in and connect with Alexis on all the different platforms that she has. Um, and if you find yourself in need of therapy, listen call her call her if you're in florida you know connect with her for sure it's um being a therapist and having gone through therapy even just briefly i can attest to how helpful it is and just making sense out of the madness sometimes so um that's a resource that's available to you we'll be back next week continuing the conversation about mental health so i'm super excited make sure you guys stay plugged in i'll see you next week love you guys boss out your week bye bye